0: are again Now, this is a really exciting one today, Tim. Very exciting. And it's not exciting because you're here. Well, that's partly exciting. Well, you always think it is, but I actually don't. But I tell you what, I've got one of my favourite people on the podcast today, my guest, not yours, my guest. Who we got? We've got Brooke Wakeland from the property department. She's one of our great PMs of our property management department and she's Nice and bubbly and gregarious well, and all of those things. It's great, Mark,
1: because I've said to Brooke that if she does a good job, you're out. So I'm actually quite looking yes, forward to Yeah, there's one
0: problem with that. I'm the one who does all the recording, so I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, Welcome oh. aboard, Brookey.
2: Thanks, Mark.
0: So it's great to have you here. We've been trying to get some people on for a little while, haven't we? Mm. I, it's really interesting that we always get more feedback when we've had good guests on. So just... Um, we're really excited that you've actually come on today. And we're going to talk about, what are we going to talk about, Tim? The day in the life of a
1: property manager, which yeah. according to me would be, I don't think they do much at all. So, Yeah,
0: I've had this argument with you before. You blokes in sales have got no idea how hard these people work. Well, we'll find out.
2: We work way harder than sales agents.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, g- going on that, one of the things that I note when I walk around the department is that. I never really see this so much in sales, but you guys seem to have this calendar
2: which has got blocks in every spot and every day. Why, why is that, Brooke? Um, just because we've got a lot of appointments that we've got to attend to, um, a lot of reminders that we have to remind ourselves with. Um, so, because always, we're always on the road, we're always doing something. So the more reminders that we have in our calendars, the better. Um, and the more appointments that we have booked out earlier on, also the better, because it makes our lives easier and staying organised and knowing where we need to be.
0: So would it be fair to say that a property manager is not a role that's as spontaneous in sales where you've really, if you don't have good planning, you, you can't survive? Would that be true?
2: That's true. To be a property manager, you have to be organised, uh, make sure you take notes all the time and yeah, obviously book out your calendar.
1: <laughs> so, sounds the opposite to me.
2: <laughs> what?
1: So you turn up today, for instance. Yep. You walk in each one. Like, what do you actually
0: do? So start from the start. You get here at what? About
1: twelve, thirty around lunch. Oh, here I we know? go.
0: Slag the property management department again. Tell you <laughs> what, well, there's two to one here today, mate. No, that actually. I know normally, that I'm in between, but I tell you what, on on my heart lies with the property management. They side. are normally here relatively early. What time do you? Um,
2: usually run? I get here between like eight thirty and 9 sometimes a bit earlier but I won't take it that far um but yeah the first thing I do is obviously make a coffee because <laughs> you need to stay awake in this job um and then the first thing I'll do up until about 11 o'clock is just sort through emails uh clearing the emails doing maintenance um signing off invoices um just doing it basic admin work and then after eleven o'clock is when we'll start doing routine inspections and having more appointments and
0: Yeah this is something I think sales side of real estate probably don't understand. How many emails? Because there's there's lots of them, isn't there?
2: So yeah, emails. Um, yeah, I would probably get up to thirty to forty emails a day.
1: So what sort of emails? Do you mean from tenants or from owners or from
2: from every, everyone? Um, so we get email inquiries on rental properties that we have available for rent. Uh, we get emails from landlords inquiring about you know where their rental properties at, um, and then we also get maintenance um, sent via email, invoices, basically. All of our correspondence via email. I also check my call log sometimes, and sometimes I could have up to 100 phone calls a day um, just trying to sort out maintenance and problems. <laughs> I think yeah. you're going
0: to have to change your opinion pretty quick <laughs> well, here, Tim. I think that yeah. might be the case.
1: Yeah, to be proven, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll
0: see. So essentially,
1: Brooke, property manager's job is to look after the property for a landlord. So yep. find a tenant, make sure the tenant looks after it, keeps up to date. If the tenant moves out, find a new tenant, make sure they get paid, make sure the property is kept in good condition, do regular inspections to make sure. Is that
0: an overview that sort of makes sense? Is that basically your role?
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. Yep.
0: I think the other thing that that needs to be put in there is attention to detail. You can't be a PM without attention to detail because it will get you, because you don't have a lot of time to do some of these things. Mm. And... You know, when you're talking about, say, a sales campaign, you might be talking about three to four weeks, you might have a tenant in there for multiple years and it goes back to your original reports uh, and that's why you do lots of pages on that, don't you? Yeah. What, that's the entrance report?
2: Yeah. So, with the entrance report, they're very important to be thorough. I've actually been teaching a junior PM this morning <laughs> um, how to do one. Um, so. The more thorough you are with your condition reports, the easier it is at the end of the tenancy Um, because, I mean, I'm used to working for an agency where we didn't even take photos, so we'd have to be so thorough with our comments that at the end of the tenancy we could go back do the final inspection and say, yes, this is right, this is what it was like when they moved in, or it wasn't like this when they moved in.
0: So I would imagine photos are pretty important. As I yep. look at one, one of your entrance reports, you've probably got 16-odd pages and yep. half of those would be photos? Would that be yeah, right? Yeah,
2: depending on the size of the property. I mean, sometimes we could take up to 1,500 photos of the property. because it's a lot of photos. Yeah, we're trying to take photos of every wall, handle, door, uh, as much as we can, because you'll be surprised when a tenant moves out what... What can happen and what can be damaged and
0: and I suppose the remembering of the tenant and the remembering of the prop of the landlord, yep. which by the way they're now they're now renters and um, <sighs> my
2: God, oh residential that... rental providers that's and the renters. one I mean
0: it's just RRP's and renters but we'll just for the people out there we're happy to call them landlords and tenants because you're used to it Yep.
1: okay so for the uneducated in the room being me. An entrance report or condition report, is that the same thing or a separate thing?
2: The exact same thing. Okay.
1: Yep. So an entrance report, I assume, is when someone first moves in. So you do a report on the condition of the property, which is then at the end used as evidence as yep. to how it was if there's a dispute, correct? Yep.
2: Yep, and then we'll we also take it with us to yeah, do the final exit report uh, so that we can make sure that it's exactly the same. But And, yeah, like I said, the more thorough that is, if you do end up at VCAT or something like that, at least you've got that report with the photos to say it wasn't like this.
0: Yeah, and that'll so, prove if there's a correlation or not with th- things. Why don't we use video? Yeah.
2: Well, that's um, actually Inspection Express, the app that we use to do our condition reports, has actually just added that feature so that we can start doing videos. We'll only allow you to do, I think, a 30-second video. Yeah, 30-second, I think. Yeah. So does
0: that hold up at VCAT?
2: I think it would help.
0: Yeah, it's As long as it's actually... The big the big importance with anything to go to VCAT, it has to be time stamped it has to be date steps. Yeah. So so in other words you can't go and splice a video of four bits to get you 30 seconds it has to be continuous Yeah. it has to be clearly dated clearly yeah. um, signed posted but the reality is often it's a lot harder to probably show a video in a VCAT hearing than a photo or, a, or an entry so I think that you know the, it's going to take a little while I think for communication to catch up to that and with VCAT being considerably behind at the moment yeah. we're looking at up to 12 months on some so, things yeah. at the moment. So again, to go back for uneducated people like myself,
1: so if there's a dispute and it can't be resolved between tenant, landlord, property manager, it goes
0: to VCAT
1: yep. being the tribunal and then the decision is made there.
0: Yeah, yep. it was brought in basically as a way to keep legal costs down for um, things such as uh, property management. VCAT actually actually deals on a lot of other things as well, yep. but for a, for a property management department, One, you try never to get there, but two, sometimes just the only way to have uh, an ability to get what you need. Yep. I have a question. So you take pictures of everything, that's
1: fine, and you get to the end and they move out and they've had pets and the house stinks. How do you take a picture of a smell?
2: You can't. It's just your word against theirs, really. So so
1: what happens in those cases like at Beacon?
2: Um, so in those cases, it goes off a depreciation schedule as well. So uh, the adjudicator will look at things like the age of the property. Uh, yeah. So everything has a depreciation schedule. So I think carpets... Oh, I could be, could but be wrong. But if it just
0: mounts you're probably not going to... Well, you're probably well, not, not going to get, an get anything. The one that I'm dealing with at the moment, if it helps, because we've, had, we've got a property that wasn't supposed to have a pet in there. And these days, you can't say no to a pet, but the yeah. reality is they, they hit a pet. Yeah. Mm. So we actually had a, a, an expert go in... And they, to identify why the smell was there. Okay. And they were able to identify as cat urine. So therefore that directly goes back to the tenant who hit a cat. Yep. And therefore they become... Uh, Liable, but if it was the other way around and it was water got in and it was mouldy and it was a smell, that same test would be able to tell us. So mold. you could say
1: when you produce that report, the cat was out of the bag.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mate, I tell you, what, I never knew you were so funny. But you're right. But
2: Quotes are important for things like that because it is some evidential like documentation that you do have. Um, but still, in that circumstance, it is a bit your word against theirs because but really brooke
0: i've noticed that if your tenant selection's right yep that that's really a polar end of it yeah because you do all that work on the basis that you might get one percent having to have a dispute where 99 percent of them are actually all fine yep. because that's what the evidence gives you because they they can't say well no that wasn't fair like a landlord might say no, no, there was no mark on that wall. But if you've got a final of its mark on the wall, it, it protects the it tenant. But conversely, if the wall was perfectly clear and there's a mark on there, perfect, perfect, protect, 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 protect the <laughs> landlord.
1: Mark, you just said tenant selection and I'll ask this on behalf of all tenants out there or renters. So, Brooke, you put a property online and you get 20 applications, which yep. I assume isn't that unusual. Yep. Walk me through... How you process them and how you get to the point of telling one person that they've been accepted.
2: Yeah, so I'll start by database checking all of them to make sure that they're not listed on the ticker database. Um, and the second so thing, just
0: explain what ticker is because okay. I know what it is, but the people out there might not might not
2: know. So ticker is um, somewhere where we can, uh, if we have been to VCAT, we can if we get a VCAT. Um, Oh, oh God! I've had a mind blank. But if we get um, awarded, awarded, awarded at yep. VCAT, um, yeah. we can then list them on ticker. So that's when they that will be um, popped on the database. You can also put them on virtual ticker. So even if you haven't um, been to VCAT, um, you can still um, put them on virtual ticker, which means that any agent in Australia and New Zealand, I believe it is, uh, can search them. And if they have had a dispute, if they've been, uh, even if they've been bankrupt, it will come up. Yes. It'll also show you how many times they've been. Search so often we'll go on there and we'll see that somebody's been searched 15 times by local agencies and that's an indication to me that okay they've been applying for a lot of properties is a reason why they haven't got a lot of property oh they haven't got any of these properties um so and ticker also
0: has other forms of bad debt on there as yeah. well so it may be that they've not had you know a rental property but they could still be on ticker it's...
1: so let's say you i don't know would you wipe out let's say you wipe out five people yeah you still got 15 left yep what are you going to do now?
2: So, then we're going to go through the affordability ratio. So, um, I'd well, our affordability ratio is that their rent must be no more than 40 percent of their income.
1: Well, that's something I haven't heard. So, when they fill in, I've never applied for rental, so you have to put down your income due. Yep. So, if my income's a thousand dollars a week, yep, and the property is 500,
0: that would be 50 percent. Yep. If, if it's you, just you that's the income, you w- we wouldn't put you in. There might be agents that would, but we certainly wouldn't put you in. Yeah. Okay.
2: However, otherwise
0: you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to be able to pay your rent, and then then you're going to get a black money. It mean, doesn't help anybody. I never mean, yeah. knew. However,
2: there is certain circumstances where you might have some money in the bank, so you might have you know a couple hundred thousand sitting there, and in that circumstance, well, it's a different situation. Yeah, I could
1: have potentially sold my house for a million dollars. Yeah. I'm not working. I'm only getting three hundred dollars a week from wherever, but. I which want to be is, here for 12 months. So yeah, which is fun. why we
0: actually look... A lot of people say, oh, gee, I've never rented before, yeah. but I've owned a house. How, how do I get a... If you've owned a house, that's a positive thing because it actually shows that you've been able to pay yeah. rent and yeah. you would have money in the bank, which comes back to your affordability ratio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say yeah. that wipes out five
1: more.
2: So we're down at, we're still like 10 to go. I think the most most important thing as well is you need to find a tenant that fits with the landlord. So for instance, I had one up in and this morning and I found perfect tenants. I've got really particular landlords and I had really particular tenants that went through it. They were a lovely retired couple. um, And I just knew that that owner fitted with those tenants really well. So that's something that I always look for. And First impressions, like, they're so important. Um, tenants, sometimes they don't realise they'll go into an open home, they'll be smoking a cigarette at the front. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to rent to someone that's going to put a cigarette out on the, you know, the front lawn. So mm-hmm. first impressions are probably the most important because that's something landlords ask me all the time. They're like, well, what was your impression of them? Because we're, okay. we're going off your feedback. And so. I
0: think you bring up something really relevant there too. Even though books got more just going to go through such as social media and stuff that we look at, yeah. you might have more than one possible tenants. Mm. So people yep. sometimes say, what did I do wrong? They might not have done anything wrong. At the moment, we're at ridiculously low vacancy rates. Yep. It could be four people that's perfect or 20 people that's perfect.
1: Well, that's sort yep. of where this question is maybe yeah. leading to. But, yeah, so we're down to 10 and you've done the affordability and the ticker check.
2: Yep.
0: Sorry to keep interrupting you, Brooke. It's my fault, really. you <laughs> will tell me all few, but I might as well get in first.
2: And then the next thing would be to do rental reference checks, um, ownership cross-referencing because if they've owned a home um, we do have a program where we can see if they actually have owned that home because okay. um, a lot of people also will put down that they privately rent from somebody but it could just be a family member or a friend that they've popped down and we've got avenues that we can see if that's correct information um, so we'll go through do that we'll also you know reference checks their work um, and then depending that's a really on that,
0: important one isn't it because I it's amazing how many people lie about their work and when you check yeah. them, one of the, the big thing that rules a lot of people out is that they'll put down as a work reference a friend who has nothing to do with payroll, It's not a boss, not at somebody immediately above them. Um, we would take the thought there, if they're lying about that, what else are they lying about? Yeah. So, you, it, that's how you'll strike yourself out if you're applying for properties. You better off to tell the truth. Yep,
2: absolutely.
0: So, so, yeah, there's a lot of checking. Let's say... There's
1: more, Tim, I, there's more checking. Well, on my system, let's say we've, Let's just say we've wiped out another five. And we've still got five people, all their references. They've all said they'd be great people. Yep. Where do we go next?
2: So then we take it... Well, then... Oh, sorry, we'll do the social media we'll the social check, media as, Mark, as well. Mark
0: said. Search their social and see
1: yep. what's going on. People like. don't realise yep. that
0: they leave a lot of information out there. And if we've got five people it's there, we've got... Three, three of the groups are doing something antisocial on um, social media, and. And two of them are. Well, we're down to two. Yep. Oh, okay, we're down. We're down to two. We've got two great tenants. Left. Yep. What are we going so to, to do? So this
2: is when we forward the applications over to the landlord, um, and we run the landlord through. Well, I'm very thorough and specific when I. You probably heard me, Mark. When I run through oh, an application absolutely. with the landlord, um, and then the ball is in the landlord's court. So then the decision is up to them at the end of the day. And, so and that comes
0: a bit back to what Brooke was saying earlier. Sometimes there is an obvious best fit. Like, you would have sold properties where, you know, and you go, that's really perfect for an older person because it's set up that way. It's not going... If you get two applications and it's an older person and it a young one, in that case it would go there. But if you've got something that's got two stories and lots of steps, yeah. it'll yeah. go the other way. Yeah. It's not that either was wrong. It's just about best fit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting. I had a... This week, I had a chat with someone and she's she's looking to rent a property and she said, you know, like advice and you know just keep missing out and said so we've got to keep applying and she said one of the issues is she's got a few kids and she said i'm thinking about just not putting them on the application which based on what you just tell me you're probably going to work out that she's got kids well, that's the absolutely problem, really, right? yeah, get to just, social media
0: people used to do it with pets so i know we talked about one it's very rare now that a pet comes in later because the best thing you can do is put the pet down Because we will actually talk to the landlord, and I'm often doing that because of properties that I've brought in, and I'll say to them, look, it's a little oodle, it's not going to shed hair, it's not likely to do damage. Generally, people are happier with pets. The family tends to be happy because it keeps them, you know, more level. So there's positives. But if they snuck one in, then there's all sorts of trouble. This same lady asked me, she said, Tim,
1: someone suggested that... I write a letter, put a letter with yep. my application about who yep. I am, why, yep. all those things. Is that a good idea about
2: Absolutely. That is that is helpful because um, if they write a letter about themselves and because applications, you can only put in so much information. So if you have an additional letter and you've got more information on that person, that's just more information that we can take over to the landlord. So And
0: some photos sometimes too, like the photos of their pets so they can see they're not aggressive, that they look fun. Photos, you know, that's... We're not going to, we can't show anybody any of their personal stuff, but if you're talking about like we are right, in this application where you're down to, you can't split them, the person has taken that extra care and given us all the information, when we talk to the landlord or the residential rental provider, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) We're actually going to say, look, these people have really got attention to detail. They're not likely to do anything wrong because they've taken the time to put the care into their application. It's
2: a bit like applying for a job. Yep. And it shows it, like even declaring that you have children or pets, um, it just shows that you're more responsible as a person. Um, if we find out that you're lying, which we will, um, you just, it just shows scrapping. that you're irresponsible. And not only
0: that, you'll be scrapped. If Next time you apply, you won't even get to that stage. So, yep. I mean... And the other thing I think that um, what needs to be stated is that real estate agents talk. We will ask for references from other agents. Mm-hmm. Well, my next question, I've got a few. Well, you're doing it's pretty well. I said at the start, <laughs> <side. laughs> I don't have any <laughs> questions. I can't believe that you've come up with all of this.
1: Who would you suggest I put down as references? Yeah. Who's best to put down
2: as references? Uh, previous rental history... Uh, even an agent, if you've sold your home, so for instance, you could have vendors that pop you down you as a might have reference. Sold a yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I have been referenced. Yeah, no, I've seen people. that before. Yep, yeah,
2: for a lot of people, uh, employment references, not friends and family. I say this all the time. We're not going Friend, to. No, friends and family—they can say, they're always going to say something good about yeah. you. Um, <laughs> it's, it, 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 You'd be upset if prof- they didn't, wouldn't well, you? Professional I thought, references. I don't
1: have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that about me. Yeah. 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 I thought it was a bit. <laughs> I said it about myself. Yep. so that's who you put down. What about people always struggle? Like, I might meet someone and I've sold their house, and they they're just going to rent for twelve months while they're you know building. Yep, they're retired, so so they're not working. They they haven't rented before, and and they get and that's what, how I normally end up as one of the references. Yeah, who else? Like, who else do you put? Like, any suggestions? Like, well, I think... I don't know, your doctor. Like,
2: I don't know, who do you put? You could. You, you could you, put your doctor.
0: You, well, your doctor would be better than your friend. Than
2: your friend, yeah. yeah. You know,
0: you're, if you're religious, you're, you know, your parish, so like parish you're church, in, church or something like that. Your accountant useful. or... Yeah, yeah your accountant. someone. I've, I've it might used be um, that you might want to put that you're Rotarian and you actually um, preface the head of the Rotary club that you're at. Something like that which gives talks to the person rather than i'm your best mate because i'll yeah. you know, i've
2: contacted thing. a few accountants for references because they are great references especially if somebody's self-employed or something like that um an accountant's good so i can cross reference and say do they really earn this much money a year yeah. um so definitely an accountant or a doctor just anyone but a family or friend
0: <laughs> if you think of the old um uh, who can sign documents for you there's a list of people yeah Somewhere. pretty much if you took any of that list so you'll find there's teachers on there there's doctors on there there's accountants on there those type of people that are holding a professional position that aren't necessarily a friend yeah. but has a relative view of you perfect
2: yep yeah. good Yep. So as you can
0: see, there's a fib that goes on, and sometimes we get asked that, well, you know, well, how, do, how do you find the right tenant? Even if you try, if somebody's looking to come and bring the property in, it's all those type of things. And I think if you are, if you do have a property, for instance, you want it, the other questions you should ask the relative agents what, what are they doing? Well, and the other thing I'm sitting here, thinking, you
1: know, people manage their own property. Like a, they probably don't have, have access to half the things you'd be able well, no, to and all that sort of stuff. Secondly, who could be bothered like you know just if you're going to rent your own going through all that stuff like, yeah. it's a lot we of see
2: like we go to vcat or well, when we could in person but i used to go to vcat not not a lot but i would go often um and i'd, I'd even go there just to watch cases and you'd see private landlords and they had no idea what they're doing yeah. they can't represent themselves they're not trained to do it it's just you should I believe that you should always have an agent to manage your property just to protect your property and yourself. The other thing that I
0: find too with that, Tim, which is really interesting you bring it up, from my point of view, the amount of time when they've had it rented privately mm. and then they've had enough because something has gone wrong, and I tell them, they think they're making, they think they're saving money by not paying an agent, mm-hmm. they're sometimes $100 out with their rent yeah. per week because they haven't known how to price their property, or they haven't known how to look for the right tenant, and they've got somebody... And then there's too scared, because it was such a thing to get it done, I don't want to do that again, I'll just take on to the tenant I've got, even if they're not right. Where we wouldn't do that as an agent, we would say, we've got an opportunity, the first, the first lease, interestingly enough, is the only one, you need to make a decision on them, because if you go into the second lease, you've got very few ways of actually having a tenant be able to move on, it has to be you're moving in, or you're selling the property, you're doing renovations, and you have to have proof. Yep. So you can't just say I don't want to rent it to you anymore. With the first um, tenancy, you can actually say it's not the right fit, yep. as Brooke was saying. Do an end of fixed term lease and go again. Now. No private landlord's going to know those differences about of the subtleties of the way it's, the Act presents. There's yeah. a bit
1: involved. I, yeah, might, is, I, think we, I think we might have to get booked back because I don't know how long it's been, <laughs> well, but I, I've I still got reckon, a lot of questions. <laughs> but I reckon
0: we've probably been long enough for... I'm thinking for the audience out there to digest it, but you have been wonderful. Thank we, you. We'd love you to do part two yep. if you're happy and, to.
1: And the, the, board, the board of the podcast will have a meeting, Mark. Oh, they you're, will. You're, hey. you're in trouble. No. You might, you may be voted you
0: know, off. I've, I've got a little bit of a worry, too, about um, the podcast, Tim. <laughs> yes. I've been told that you and I have to have a photo on our new website in a couple of weeks. Do we? Oh. Yeah. You're going to show how ugly oh, we do. look. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine. I don't know how I can Oh, no, mate. I was worried about you.
2: I mean, you I not I haven't seen your hat in a few days, Mark.
0: No, well, that's... So a bit another, re- another reason we need
1: Brooke.
2: Because she's got the edge. she
0: actually lift actually, the quality she, of the photo. she's not going to help our looks, though, <laughs> no, is she? No, yeah, no. She's some money because she's going to make her look better. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what we didn't do last week, uh, last podcast, mate, and I think we're going to get into a lot of trouble. If you don't pass on... Uh, welcome to at the underground again, because yeah, you missed out. It's your yeah, fault. Yeah, well... You know, Jeff's back... going to be very, very
1: upset. He probably will be, but... But
0: the other thing is, we've had a couple of listings recently where they've listened to our podcast, and you can always get embarrassed. I think it's great.
1: Three people in the last week I've met said they listened to the <laughs> yeah. show, Mark. I, I couldn't believe it.
0: And, I, and particularly because we will get Brooke back, yep. and as you can hear, Brooke's a really good talker and, and, and actually says it very specifically. So if you've got some questions, send them in to us. And, you know, we're, we're only happy to ask you, Brooke, but I'm sure you're happy to answer them. I'm
2: happy to answer them. Even,
0: as I've
1: said in the past, even if they're not about real estate, just, you know, anyway. We've, <laughs> we've, we've,
0: we've answered some pretty strange ones, wouldn't we? Uh, haven't we, really? Yeah, but we don't want to do that to
1: But probably. no, big, big welcome to the underground boys down there. Coming into, it's going to get dark. I mean, they're used to the dark, but it'll be dark yes. when they go down, dark when they come up, dark. Dark, a dark, dark Dark, dark,
0: dark. Well, they live in a dark, dark world. They do. But yeah. we, they're, they're our friends down there, so we have to be nice to them. Look after them. But it's been a pleasure, Brooke. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, I, I, we know from every time we have a guest on, uh, our feedback is much stronger, isn't it? They, yes. They probably get sick of you and I, Tim, and yes. our orientations that we do. But um, I think it's time to say goodbye. Till next time. Thanks,
1: Brooke. Thank you. Thanks so much, Brooke. See you, Mark.
0: Bye. See you, Brooke. See you, Tim.